Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Unnamed Podcast. Yes, we are still unnamed. Maybe we'll get that figured out very shortly. But you are in for a special show today. I am joined by my good friend, Justin Wiley. Wiley, how are you doing today? What's going on, Mark? How's everything going down there? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. Uh, uh, Finally starting to cool off. Yeah, uh, I, I, we're still mid-80s, uh, higher 80s, uh, somewhere in there, um, but it, it's, it's not bad, but um, I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, giving me this opportunity to kind of talk to you a little bit, uh, interview you, have a little have a little talk, talk about some sports, some Alabama football, Roll Tide, and, and some, uh, some, some uh, NFL football, and, 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 and just maybe a little bit of uh, other things, but um, you are um, you're, you're married and you have you have a daughter, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just turned nine months old today. That is fantastic. Uh, fantastic. Well, um, you uh, uh, we we met um, when we uh, started working together at Cook's Pest Control, and and uh, it's a great company. Uh, a uh, Christian-based company, a family-owned business, and if anybody out there doesn't know what we do, go to cookspest.com, C-O-O-K-S-P-E-S-T dot com, and you'll get all your information that way, and we will, um, you know, they'll sure, sure be good to answer any questions, um, but that's how we met, so uh, for any of those that's wondering, um, August 2017. That's right. It's it's been been a little while, and uh, we loved having you here. I'm I'm still here, and so well, you know, a lot of people's come and gone. I know you enjoyed your time here. Um, oh, definitely. I, I liked it down there. Down there was fun. You know, it, it wasn't so much fun when I moved back up here, but things have changed. Doors have closed. Other doors have opened. I'm in a better position to better myself right now. So that, that that's what's important. That is very important. I know you, uh, you you're welding for uh, Polaris, correct? Yes, sir. Polaris Industries. Very good. Um, I know all the time I've seen you on social media post about how important it is to get into a trade. College is good, but you know, I, I, tell me about your, you, you know, why you believe trades are are so important. We don't we don't have a working class middle ground anymore. You look at a lot of the industry companies, and the the average age is close to retirement. And I feel that falls a lot on, you know, our age. You know, I'm 25. My age, probably, I'd go maybe 28 and lower, have been talked to their whole lives about get a degree, go to college, get a degree, get a degree. Well, the degree's not going to get you everything they say with. Yes, a lot of times a degree will open doors that, that just, just being yourself will not open. But on that same note, with a lot of things, it's who you know, not what you know. Yeah. So all these all these teachers, and I can't I can't knock the teachers because they were they were trying to better get us ready for the next step. Blah blah blah. They preached it and preached it, and school should 
four-year university or two-year university, whatever you want, they're just some people just aren't cut for that. Some people work better with their hands. That's I, true. For instance, I got I got lucky. I went into a trade school, and they taught us what we needed to know. Did it take a while for me to end up in the same industry I went through? Yes, but that's because a lot of places also want that experience. But yeah. if you go back on what I just said about the age gap, you've got new workers coming in in their late teens, early 20s, and a lot of people give them this mentality of millennial mindset where they just want the easiest jobs they can get for the best pay they can get with the least amount of work they can do. And that's true for a lot of people. But yeah. you also have those back ends like my age, and you know, I know you're a couple years older than me, like your age, where work ethic is still a viable trait in our growth. Yeah. Excuse me. So if you take the age gap, there's there's a problem there because the, the people there are close to retirement, and the people coming in need to be trained. Well, the people coming in to be trained in a lot of places want the money that people close to retirement are making. And yeah. It's just not gonna work. Yep. I I, I, like, I agree. Yeah, but see, that's, that's my thing. That'd be like if I moved back down Cook because I was there for two years, I'd want, the, you know, the rate that I was at when I left. Yep. It just wouldn't work like that. It wouldn't be able to happen. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the trade, trades are important. You don't, it's always nice to know how to do something. It, you need to know how to do something to make yourself useful. Yeah, I, I agree aren't useful. They are. I'm not trying to preach this. Don't go to school, blah, blah, blah. No, still go to school. Still, still get a degree in what you want to do. Yeah. Don't, don't have it forced down your throat that you've got to go to college, that you've got to get a bachelor's or associate's or master's or doctor's or whatever, because you don't have to. Yep. I, I agree 100%. And, uh, you know, um, I was uh, talking with a, a customer of mine yesterday, and he he's all about the the, the trade system as well. Um, and there, there there's right. power in education, of course. Um, oh, definitely. definitely. But uh, you know, as you said, you know, more people are are cut out for different things. Um, and walk uh, life. That's all it boils down to. Yep, that's exactly what it is. So, um, if you are in school great for you you know um if you're in a trade that that's awesome as well um so uh i just wanted to touch on that that's that's fantastic but uh i want yeah yeah of course and then that's what the customer i spoke with it whatever makes you happy is what you need to be doing and uh truth be told is a large part why i'm you know, somewhat dabbled into podcasts. I love media. I ran media at church. So, and I, I like it. If that takes off, cool, you know, but I like to do it for, for myself. So I, I'm, I'm enjoying that. Don't, don't worry about anybody else. Worry about her. That, that's true. That's true. I appreciate that. Um, but, uh, I want to move on to, um, to some Alabama football, we are undefeated. Uh, went into a bye week, and I, I, I mean, I, I, me, I, I like to think that that's some kind, sometimes good, especially if you're banged up. I don't feel like Alabama is so much banged up as, yeah. as they have been yeah. in the past. 
um, and sometimes bye weeks can kind of um, kill momentum. Yeah, I feel like remember who they played but they 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 did they they yeah they they struggled um i i feel like uh you know that their their offense and their defense they lost a lot of guys on defense yeah. they, they lost a lot of people to the draft i know they lost i think two or three defensive or two defensive linemen i think they lost the safety in a corner of the draft um and, you know all those guys they're, they're they're doing their thing they're out making money they're doing what they want to do what they love to do yeah but, I think North Carolina exploited a lot of holes in that defense. Yeah. And their defense stepped up and exploited a lot of flaws in the offense of North Carolina. Now, I'm not I'm not going to take take anything away from Trevor Lawrence, from any of the guys on Clemson's team. They're a good team. Yeah. But you have to think. You're going to play better defenses as you get into the playoffs because, let's face it, Clemson is one of those teams that – as, as it stands, is likely to go to the playoffs. Yeah, and, and there, you know, Trevor Lawrence. I would say this it was also, you know, uh, you know, a front runner before the season for a Heisman vote. Um, you know, uh, him, Tua as well, and then of course, uh, you know, our, our guy just uh, around the way, just uh, north of us there in Georgia, <coughs> Jake Fromm. So, um, uh, you yeah. know. Now Jalen Hurts is, is emerged. He's probably the front runner up. You know he's up there uh, oh, in, in numbers. Definitely. I like what he's doing. Uh, he did himself some favors, as I mentioned to you before, staying in Alabama, uh, working on his mechanics and throwing. His his footwork was always there, um, but his arm oh, yeah. has gotten at more accurate, and he's dangerous. And it'd be something. You know we talked about it before. It'd be something if uh, Alabama and and uh, Oklahoma met in a playoff game, or even in the in the national championship, and and the fact that they and then he win the Heisman would also be pretty impressive. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and I think I've talked to, to a few people at work, um, you know, a couple family members, a couple friends. Because you know, in the, in the deep south, football's life. It doesn't matter. Football is what you live and breathe. You know, Saturday morning, nine o'clock. Uh, you know, one o'clock in the morning on Sunday because you're staying up watching games anyway. So we we've come to the conclusion there there are you can look at the way that the the, the top ten are playing out right now, and you can you can kind of guesstimate who's going to end up in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, when you break it down and look at it, unless we have a miracle that kind of happened like uh, just a couple years ago, um, you're going to have. Alabama or Georgia, one of the two. Yes. Um, I'm biased, so I'm going to say Alabama. Yep. Uh, I mean, I would, I would too. I mean, just because. I mean, it's kind of, kind of funny, you know. Uh, I know you and I are both big fans of uh, Funny Maine, and also the SEC Short guys, and they, the, one of their videos that they released was talking about 
um, you know, it was like a law thing, and I don't know if you've seen it, it was uh, very hilarious, they, uh, you know, have you, have you, yeah, have you been hopelessly chasing, you know, the quarterbacks and wide receivers, well, you know, I'm, I'm the only option, I'm, 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 um, you know, Mon Montgomery Hammer or whatever it was, I can't remember, but, uh, you know, they turn into, you know, uh, a 10-yard slant and a 75-yard touchdown, so that's why I think, you know, uh, Alabama is definitely poised to, um, you know, win, win it, and, and definitely where they are, but also in the, um, in the East, um, you know, Georgia will win the East, and I believe that, uh, um, Alabama will win the West. East, to me, the East is going to come down. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up as well, but let me, let me get back to the first point real quick. We, we see Alabama or Georgia, and as I said, I'm biased, so I'm going to go Alabama. We take Clemson, if they can stay their course, they will get a bounce. They will. They will end up in the top four. They're, they're going to go to the ACC championship unless something drastic happens they just get the last four games. Um, so you, you got Alabama and Clemson. I will give Oklahoma the nod because I, if they if they bypass Texas and they can beat Texas like they have, like they've controlled the rest of these games, then I think they're going to take the Big 12. Yep. I think Baylor might be a problem if they play Baylor. Um, but other than that, I don't see an issue for Oklahoma getting to the Big 12 championship and winning the, the Big 12 championship. The only other team I think that might give them fits, and I can't—I don't think they've played them yet, is uh, is possibly uh, Texas Tech there, only because they, yeah. their, their defense is a lot better than, than it has been. Um, uh, you know, that obviously the Big 12 is known for high, potent, power offenses scoring a lot of points and giving up a lot of points but Texas Tech played a really good uh, game this past weekend uh, didn't give up too many and they won by uh, by 10 I do believe 45 to uh, th you know 30 or 30 whatever it was 10 15 points not, not too bad at the margin but I mean you still you still gave up 30 points that, yeah. that, that's the thing there yeah. when you get a when you quarterback like Jalen I mean that offense is powerful enough as it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I said, I can I can give Oklahoma the nod, and and I'm skeptical with my next with my next pick because I mean it's one in five that I'm giving, but on the same note, this one's interchangeable off the Clemson scale, and it's Ohio State. Yeah. Um, they like lights out, but on that same note, they're in the Big Ten. Yeah. So, I mean. When you're, when you're the powerhouse of your conference, because there is no, like, the recruiting classes of your conference are kind of subpar. Yep. Got the, you know, above average recruiting class, you're going to continually win. Yep. Um, Clemson has enough, has a few more close games. They might get bypassing the vote. Yep. Simply because they're going to want the best of the best. And if all five of those teams finish undefeated, I think your four best picks are going to be the SEC champion, the Big Ten champion, the Big 12 champion, and, uh, well, I mean, at that point, it would be the ACC. 
Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless, okay. unless of course, unless of course, for whatever reason, that you give it to Notre Dame as always. Yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna open my mouth on Notre Dame. I I've, I've said my piece before about them, and I'm just <laughs> yeah. They they don't they don't have a they they don't have a conf, conference championship like everybody else does. Um, that's, that's the thing that like really settled uh, that settled the dispute with the Big Twelve. Like that's why the Big Twelve has a conference championship now. The playoff committee told them if you don't get one, your teams are excluded from the championship game. Yeah. So. I mean, you've got to hold Notre Dame accountable to the same standard. Yep, I, I would assume. Yeah, sure, most certainly. I mean, um, I don't know what they're, you know, what they need to do to fix that if they need to, you know, divide well, up their conference and. Like they did in the conferences. Yeah. Conference like, out, like the ACC offered them a spot a couple years ago, and they turned it down. Yeah. They so see. I mean, you're running into problems like that where it's like, yeah, you're you're good, but. You're not playing consistent opponents week in and week out. Yeah. I think the biggest rivals are USC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Um. Yeah. I and there, you know, there, there'll be a while before um, anybody out of uh, you mentioned USC. Anybody out of uh, the Pac-12 to to get up there, yeah. unfortunately. And I mean. And uh, uh, you know, I'm being being from Arizona. I like Arizona State. You know, I like uh, they they play pretty decent football. Um, I like uh, I like their coach. Herman Edwards is great, great coach. He's he's older, a little more old school. Um, but uh, I think the you know maybe as the, their program develops, you know, I, I I've always I've said this before. I've all I would love to see. You know, someone like Arizona State or someone in the uh, in the uh, Pac-12 uh, make it to the playoff and um, you know surprise some somebody. You know, I, it's not. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Washington, I think, is the last team from the Pac-12 to win. Yeah. And let's let's be real. We all know how that ended. Yeah. They wanted Bama. They got Bama. It didn't end pretty. Nope. So. But, but no, the point you brought up earlier. The point you brought up earlier. We learned a lot this weekend about SEC starters. Yep. Primarily speaking to the West. Yep. Primarily speaking to Auburn. Auburn. Them, as we like Bo- to call, call them. As, as Jermaine calls them. No, them. them. Bowden, I will not take away that man's talent. He's no. good. He's got a great arm. But... What that and, and and again, like you can only you can only use it to a degree. They played. I think they went to Mississippi State. He had a good game. They went to Texas A&M. He had a good game. But for whatever reason, he got rattled against Florida. Yep. It's a hostile environment, you know. A lot a lot of people. His eyes. Uh, He's a true freshman, you know. You can only ride that for so long, and uh, you might could ride it maybe for a little bit, you know, because you, true freshmen they have a lot of they have a, a a curve. But there's a reason why he was selected, you know. So you got to be the you got to be that quarterback. If you are selected, you got to be that quarterback. You got to play uh, play the game as if you are experienced, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You. you 
you got to do it. So, uh, I yeah, definitely. But, but like that—that's my thing because I don't—I don't quite know exactly how big Florida Stadium is. Um, I think it's in the ballpark somewhere of eighty-five to ninety thousand people. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like I said, don't you know? Don't don't persecute me if I'm wrong on that. No. But I know for a fact that they play at. For a fact that Alabama holds a hundred thousand plus. Yep. I believe I was at a game. Uh, I was at the New Mexico State game. I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And. and you know, it was, there was still close to about 95,000 people there. Yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't full, but it was still full. Um, that, That's going to be a problem because, like, we all know how rivalry we is. Yep, yep. Alabama, Alabama fans love to hate Auburn and vice versa. Yep. To people like me, the Alabama-Auburn game isn't as big a rivalry as it should be. No. It, it's, I'd rather watch Alabama and LSU. But that's, to me, that's because it's just a better, more, you know, run, straight, smash mouth, run over you or get run over football game. It, it has been, I think, uh, uh, this year, you know, um, both Alabama and LSU have particularly been known to have great defenses. But now... Um, you know their offense is is great for both both programs. Joe Burrow's kind of came out of nowhere. You know he kind of had a, some you know a, a solid year. You know I think they they, they finished above five hundred last year. So um, you yeah. know Coach O is, is doing great with that program. Um, but it just kind of came out of nowhere. You know these records that that Joe Burrow's is is breaking and, and I, I like it for the kid it's going to be you know it's great you know and and, and before last week you had uh, was it five or six teams undefeated alabama lsu florida uh georgia and uh and auburn uh all undefeated and that's i mean uh we're starting to get some to some heavy uh scheduled football and some it should be some great games hopefully I was I was watching a little bit of the Auburn Florida game uh, this past weekend, and I heard I think what I heard was it was nine or seven of the teams in the SEC are undefeated to this point. Yeah, and they will all play each other seven times throughout the season. Yeah, like at some point these undefeated teams will have to cross. Yep. Or no, it might have been it might have been the top. The fact that there's like seven in the top ten or twelve or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it was, it was it's some ridiculous stat and it's, it's gonna be impressive coming up in the next, you know, three or four games. Yeah. Uh because not this week, but next week we have Alabama and Tennessee. We all know how that game's gonna end. Um, well, at least what you would think. You would think that's how it's you know it's gonna I mean they, they, they had a good uh first quarter or so against Georgia, um and then um then they went out. You know, for for them after that, but yeah, but I mean, but yeah, I you would imagine that they they, they don't have yeah, any we, chance. We can we can again we can guesstimate how it's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> we we can kind of guess that it's it's gonna be a wash. It's gonna we're gonna see two his little brother. We're gonna see Matt Jones play a little bit. Yeah, but looking looking forward, I now will stand by this. I, I see. Alabama's 
and LSU is who it's going to come down to for the West. Um, and like in recent years, it's just going to be whoever comes out and has a better game than that one. Yeah. You know, that, that West is, again, one of those divisions that's not going to be won until, you know, week seven or nine, whenever it is they play. Like, when, in, yeah. in week nine, seven, eight, or nine, whatever. That's when the SEC West is going to be decided. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a few years ago, you know, where it's a – LSU beat Auburn, Auburn, or LSU beat Auburn, Auburn beat Alabama, but Alabama beat LSU, and it was just, you know, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting coming forward going to the SEC, especially the SEC West, but it always is. Yeah. You know, they say it every Saturday the best games from the best conference, and that's just because the SEC is better than every other conference. <laughs> I'm also biased. <laughs> yeah. For the most part, it, you know, it, it kind of is. And, uh, uh, of course, with some of our uh, – Bad programs like you know, like your Tennessees, your your uh, uh, your bacon bits, and uh, there over in Arkansas, and, and others that uh, you know that you you slap the it just means more on, on our conference, and then they lose by uh, these these cupcake uh, teams. It's like uh, did it did it really mean more? <laughs> it meant more for that cupcake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like Jeff said, you know, y'all paid our, y'all paid whoever it was, you know, nine hundred thousand dollars to come be at home. Yep. Yeah. That's it, so. Um, I like what what Funny Main said on that. He's like, uh, we're we're not even really, uh, you know that we're not even really friends with them or whatever he said. They're, they're just they're just in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We don't know them for real. <laughs> no, they are. Yeah, yeah. Just, we just live in the same neighborhood, but yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. We'll see how how it happens. I look forward to seeing how the committee does their first uh, first uh, rankings from uh, yeah. from one through yeah. twenty five. We'll we'll see how they do it. Um, but yeah, that we'll see how it goes. But. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, we had uh, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, you know, the the goat of goats, or one of the goat of goats, uh, be, be your guy. Um, and Tony Gonzalez, he he congratulated him, but, you know, class act by Tony Gonzalez. I love Tony Gonzalez. A lot of people was like, oh, you know, uh, Rob Gronkowski this, and, and Gronk was a great tight end. Ran into some injuries. I think that if he hadn't ran into some injuries, uh, you know, he he, he he would have had a longer career. He might have got Tony, maybe. Uh, well, you know, but uh, uh, give it up for for Larry and doing that. And he and uh, he talked with uh, um, Rice or not Rice. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jerry, um, Jerry Rice there, and he was actually at the game. Um, and uh, he congratulated him, and he said, uh, "Larry, you might break my, you know, this record, but I have like 36 more." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's some, it's some. It's crazy. So um, we had that, um, um, and that that was kind of interesting. And, and then uh, last week, uh, you know, my guys, they finally got their first uh, first win. Cincinnati, and you'll you'll dig this story, uh, Wiley. Um, uh, so we lost our our owner, um, uh, yeah. Bill Bidwell, 
and uh, you know, Roger Goodell was there yesterday. They had his services yesterday. He spoke. Uh, Michael Bidwell, our, our president, he spoke, and Larry spoke. And Larry said, um, when uh, Bill Bidwell's uh, father bought the Chicago Cardinals in um, in '32, the first season they had was in '33, um, and their first win was against Cincinnati at Cincinnati and the margin that they won was by three and the margin that they uh, the Cardinals won uh, just this past weekend was also by three it was a t- that's, a, that's a feel-good story for your sport fanatic that is yeah you know that, that, that that's that's crazy 88 years ago it, when that right. you know when that happened you know it was just crazy um, you know, I'm not a big sports st- stats guy. I heard that from our our guys in 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 house guys, and so I don't think I I just knew that. But I thought that was kind of cool. I wanted to share that with you because I figured you would get a kick out of that. You know, as it, it, that's pretty that's, that's an anomaly right there. Yeah, that's and then also um, our first win. Uh, came in week five last year and it did again this year um and so hopefully we'll see a lot uh a lot more we have uh your uh falcons battle of the birds this week um and you guys are coming off of a a three game losing streak that's kind of kind of gotta be a gut punch it's uh that's more than a gut punch man that's that's a gut punch to an upper gut on that one we're uh we're struggling. We are. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. We we lost Keanu Neal for the second week in a row, for the second season in a row. It, it, that hurt, and then the replacement we get for him, you know, he ends up back on IR too. So we're, you know, we we got a safety, and then we're down a safety. It's, it's, we can't keep him healthy. Yeah. Uh, it uh it hurts me a little bit. It really does to uh to see Kevin Coleman doing good in San Francisco. Yeah. But it, it, he's back with a coach that kind of knows his talent set, knows how it works. Shanahan was our offensive coordinator when we got Devin Coleman. Yeah. And I was going to mention that you got to, uh, as a Falcons fan, you got to be missing Kyle Shanahan about now, don't you? Oh, <laughs> um, man. I, I, I heard, I was watching a little bit of the game, and I heard I heard the announcers say that, they had, that somebody had talked to Dirk Cutter. And Dirk Cutter, no disrespect, he's a good offensive coordinator, great offensive mindset, blah, blah, blah. He said he's, stri- he's striving for the Falcons to be a balanced passing attack, or a balanced attack. And then they showed the stat percentage of pass plays to run plays. We have thrown the ball 72.5% of the time. I don't know how you're going to be balanced with a 725 and 27.5% yeah, um, that's not that's not balanced. No, I, and uh, just actually, and for you know, that a lot of people are talking about how unbalanced uh, you know the Cardinals are as far as their past. But you got you got to you know people got to understand. Up until this last week, we've not played with a lead. We've had to pass the ball, and yeah. this, I mean NFL is in a pa- it's a pass heavy league now. So you're seeing more of the uh, uh, more passing um i know uh i I, if i do believe that 
uh, your Falcons, they actually had the lead. And and then, you know, their defense kind of fell apart and, and they lost uh, that way. So, uh, I mean, it, it, I think it's you got to take it case by case. You can't be saying, well, you know, they're unbalanced or, you know, they do this. And you got to look at yeah. each game say, hey, you know, for the Cardinals, they were behind every game. And really and truly, we sh- probably should be undefeated. We've had a chance to win every game. Uh, I, you know, we have one tie. Um, both our teams go in uh, with only one win, uh, which has got to be a lot different. I know for you, um, you you wouldn't think that you would only have one win by now. You know, for us, we just want to see progress. We just want to see progress in Arizona. But for you, I would expect you to be at least 500. Right, yeah, and that's, our, that's my thing in room. Like, you, like, looking, and I get this a lot, like, looking at the Falcons' offense, there is no reason under God's yellow sun that we should not be, you know, with one long day right now. No. No. It, 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 it's almost disgusting to watch. It really is, and it hurts me to say that because I am a Falcons fan. Yeah. But it's Yep. 
So at that point, you know, your defense has to step up a little bit more. Um, if we can get a complete defensive game from start to finish and a complete offensive game from start to finish, we'll be good. Yeah. I really believe that Sunday, you said Sunday, the Falcons and the Cardinals are playing. Yep, it's this Sunday at, at, okay. in Arizona at uh, 105 uh, Mountain Standard Time. So that'd be, uh, was that, 3 uh, 305 uh, for us? So um, um, I, really, I really believe that game can go one of two ways. It's either going to be completely one sided, like the game against the Texans was, or it's going to be a shootout. It, it could be. And, and uh, one thing, um, you know that Arizona has to watch out for and that, that you, you know, we have to, uh, we have to be able to um, stop Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper, if you didn't know this, I'm sure you did, he is your guys' leading receiver. He has the most receiver receiving uh, uh, re- receptions uh, and I think the yard, maybe yards too um, uh, for, for Atlanta right now. And Arizona has struggled mightily uh, in covering um, tight ends. Uh, you know, we played some good ones, uh, but uh, we've we struggled against it. And that's been the number one question that they, you know, they have asked uh, Coach Kingsbury every week. You know, how do you defend the tight end? And you can see that we are really missing Robert Alford and uh, Patrick Peterson uh, on, on in, at the cornerback. Uh, um, spots because um, you know we have a, a bunch of rookies out there um, and uh, uh, we are we are hurting in the in the secondary and you think that if you have if you have Robert Offord and we have Patrick Peterson out there then we can have maybe someone else that's a little bit better at covering maybe we stick a um, Buda Baker or somebody on the tight end yeah. and or some you know someone that's athletic enough that can yeah. cover um you know but you think ideally for us you know um it, you have Alfred on one side Patrick Peterson on one side and Tremaine Brock uh senior who has always been great at at the slot he's he's a veteran cornerback and then you can you can probably hide uh, Byron Murphy, our our our, uh, our rookie, you know, kind of in time, you know, as a rotation guy. That would have been ideal. Didn't happen the way, um, you know, and uh, we are growing from it. Um, but uh, you know, if if Austin Hooper uh, comes up and shows up, then I would have to say that that uh, Atlanta gets that win, gets the win this Sunday. Um, but uh, you know, they say. It's gonna be a good game. They say. They say, uh, "Hey, when you know when you when you win, you never want to lose again, and when you lose, you feel like you can never win again." Um, and so, you know, we're on that upside of the win. You know, you guys have been losing three straight, so it should be a good game either way. Right. Definitely. So, but hey, well, I I, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out on your way, um, and. Uh, um, I hate to cut cut it short, um, but uh, you know I appreciate you coming in. We'll have to uh, talk more, um, you know, outside of a, a podcast a little bit uh, later. Um, and uh, 
But I, I think we've co covered everything that I wanted to cover. Talk about Larry breaking the record, which I wanted to squeeze in there on you. Talk about the SEC and college football as a whole and the NFL. Um, um, and then we got hockey coming back up. I will plug this in real quick. We got hockey coming up. Um, Coyotes fan here, and you, you, you like uh, uh, the Las Vegas uh, Knights, so Golden Knights. So we'll, 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 we might be talking about that here shortly as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. If y'all, uh, anytime you want to try to squeeze me in, just uh, get with me a couple days before. Let me know what's going on, and I'll do my best to try to try to make time to get in on it. Sounds good, buddy. Well, hey, uh, I'm a I'm a run out of here. Um, I know you're heading in, but I appreciate you, and you know we'll we'll have you. Uh, I'll get you back on very very soon. I appreciate you, man. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, bye bye.